Bull, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. This is episode 25 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I'm Dan Bernstein along with Jason Bernstein. Rick Camp is our producer. And here we are. We have reached the end of whatever this season was, whatever we can figure out it meant. It ends with a 102-91 crushing loss at Miami as the Bulls are what they've been. They finished 40 and 42 with that 10th spot in the Eastern Conference. Their offensive rating 24th of 30. Their defensive rating 5th out of 30. And net rating right in the middle, 13th of the 30 teams at plus 1.3. And now the recriminations begin for what any of that meant. I wish I knew. I wish there was an easy answer. And we don't know anything. And it it's really annoying because I feel like we deserve to know what they're going to do or any anything. We don't know what direction they're going in. We don't know any sort of direction they're going in. And I think the phrase that I used to describe the Bulls, I don't know when I introduced it, what episode, but I think that they kind of as has held up for the entirety of the season, even after the breaking news, Patrick Beverly signing. I, th- I think you said it in November. Yeah, I said I said it relatively early, and they kind of ass. I, I I will say I thoroughly enjoyed that Toronto game, and even though I knew this wasn't going to amount to anything, I will admit that I was getting really nervous and excited and jumping up and down with what was going on because it was a fun game. They came back from nineteen and one. But they did the opposite against Miami when it seemed like things were going well. Kobe White hit hit a few threes and he hit one clutch one in the fourth, two clutch threes in the fourth quarter. And I was feeling good. And then it and then the train crashed. So it it it, like they wouldn't have beaten Milwaukee. Um, Right. You, you, You do that to make yourself feel better, reminding yourself what was actually at stake. Because I agree with you. I, I think in in the moment, you have to allow yourself to pretend it matters. Because otherwise, what's the point? Right. Otherwise, you'd be done in the in the by when the season begins, and you look at, at Lonzo Ball being hurt, and you look at the roster, and you'd be like, eh, they'll be around five hundred, and they'll probably lose in the play in. And we were saying that the whole time, and they did. But you, it's okay as a fan to allow yourself the the possibilities of some of this stuff. It was just look it, the way it ended. The, those two games were a perfect encapsulation of the season. There was a little bit of hope. There was the surprise win. And then there was the failure with the shots being missed and Zach going 0 for 6 from three-point range. And frankly, Billy Donovan not having his best game either, I didn't think. No. Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond is rolling, 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 and they're building up this lead. They're coming back in the game. The moment Drummond left and Vucevic came back in was when everything went to hell. And who would have thought after after this season where we were saying about Andre Drummond, oh, he's fat, he can't move, he can't do much. He was import- really important in that game. And I would say ever since the acquisition of Patrick Beverly, he's just for about 25 games or so, he was 
really solid. And what in the last episode when you want, went on that obscure stat ramble thing whatever that was i enjoyed with, that i, I love it was it, it just yes. went on for a very long time <laughs> but just uh, just as things you do you just talk forever and i mean my baseball team knows i get it from you so they have to tolerate me sounding like you for an extended period of time anyway drummond played really well in the last third of the season or so and they they needed it, I think. And uh, well, although to what extent did they need it? Because what long term goal does Andre Drummond scoring ten points and getting ten rebounds get you? No As way. is the answer usually with such rhetorical questions regarding the Bulls. Correct. Nowhere. Correct. They it always ends up with that sense of despair, the pits of despair, because. All of the roads lead there. And sadly, with this outcome and with this sort of inevitable outcome and, and looking at the latest draft odds, if you really want to be miserable, they won the coin flip with OKC. So hooray, they now bump up a fraction to an 8.5% chance of staying in the top four and retaining their pick, which means a 91.5% chance that it conveys to Orlando. They now have a 1.8% chance at the number one overall pick and Victor Wembanyama. Could have been higher, should have been higher. The shame of it is we finally got another Arturis Karnaschovas press conference, <sighs> which is, well, that's going to be, that's going to be the thrust of what we talk about because that your, your response is exactly how I feel. I, I don't, I don't know what he's trying to do. It, it, I don't know. It sounds like they're going to run it back, and I don't running back the the ninth seed or tenth seed in the East, going forty and forty two with. Uh, he said, a "Why rebuild. is he settling?" They're they're not looking at a rebuild, he said, but they are. He said they're going to try to improve their shooting profile. Okay, well, so how? if if they can rebuild by Reese, I I, I would. If they don't want to completely tear it down or blow it up, as he liked to say, he doesn't like that term. Ugh. I want to do a gesture that I'm not going to do. Please do. But I'm not going to. Is it but, the wanking gesture? Yes. Okay. But <laughs> I kind of lost my hope. I need to read. <laughs> so it's more of a gesture. Yes. So. I think they need to restructure a little bit. And I think they don't, there may be a way for them, or maybe he thinks there's a way. I don't know if I believe in his way to do this, but maybe you can restructure and you don't have to rebuild. Like you can trade big pieces and get some assets back that I think are more valuable. And I don't think having this co one B thing going on, because I don't think, uh, Levine or Demar, I don't think either of them is a is a number one, a one A. I think they're both teetering on a number two, and I think Levine has more potential to be a one. And if they want to buy into that, you maxed them out. Go ahead. But and if they want to trade DeRozan just for some assets for some guys that seems like every other team has, just guys that knock down shots, like, such as a guy like Rui Hachimura or Luke Kennard or 
Kevin Herter, just a bunch of people like that that you can surround actual, Zach Levine with. The actual with. NBA guys that are on our screen now in the playoffs. Right. Those guys. Yeah, the, yes. the guys that you can surround a player like Zach Levine, who's a premier scorer and still has something to – I don't know if he can develop anymore, but I think – mentally he can I, I think I think he can mentally grow at, into being a star more than he is right now and DeRozan is top of my list and has been and yeah I, and I, I, I think I since the deadline and Demar is a great guy I, I think we need to talk about his, the, the free throws and the script and his daughter screaming a little bit just because that was it was annoying I'll admit it was very annoying but they missed 18 free throws. Yeah. However, I mean, it, who knows if it was causal or Oh, come on. Level, 18. But... If it was if they missed 6 out of 36 and they shot 8 or even 10, okay, fine. They shot 50% from the line. Yeah, it, it's not because there, there's the... got to be a little bit. Come on. Fine. Have fun with it. It, it. it was it was maybe there was adorable national story the Bulls had all year, which is saying something. Exactly. That, that's but, that's what people found out. That that actually cut through nationally regarding the Bulls more than almost anything else. But yeah. if they're looking into the future and they're not looking to rebuild, let's say they do trade DeRozan. I great guy, great individual player, but not for this team. And they get some assets. They still don't. I I think Vooch is leaving, and I'm okay with that. There, I there's don't. no. I, I think they're going to overpay him. Are you serious? I do. He's. I mean, they they said it's their intent, and I don't know if Vooch wants to be here because he didn't. I don't sound think he like does. It, he, I don't think he likes DeRozan either. Well, like, he, I, he, he likes him. Like I don't think he likes playing with him that much because it takes him, it takes him out of the spots where he should be. And I think on a better, a couple years ago, I think Vooch is a two. And I think if the Bulls didn't sign DeRozan, and if DeRozan didn't have such a fantastic year the season before, I think the Bulls might be in better shape now because they needed a regression to the mean. And they, granted, Lonzo Ball played most of the year this um, in the 2021-2022 season. But uh, and some part of me wishes they weren't as good that year. So they didn't think that this year was going to be a success. Well, Billy kept saying, I don't know. I don't Billy Donovan kept saying it. He kept, even as it was happening, he kept reminding people that they're they're, they were getting lucky. Yeah. And he said, so. he said, he said it to start this year. He knew it. He knew it the whole time. But I also want to say, I didn't like the optics of the management press conference. I didn't like the fact that Donovan was sitting next to AK. I, I really didn't. That's got to be Mark Eversley, the the Invisible Man. What yeah. does he do? What is for? What is he accountable? What are his responsibilities? What do we ask of him? Donovan has been their shield all year. Yep, and people he think has, everything is his fault. He has been. And I don't even think he had a bad year. I, I think he's Billy Donovan, and I, I think he's going to be a slightly above average NBA coach and be a great talker and observer of the game. And that's but fine. He, it's fine. But he he has been there in front of those reporters every single day. He is answering to Casey and Darnell and Joe Cowley and Sam Smith and Rob Schaefer. He's there. Every day, give him a break. And that's the time 
when Mark Eversley's got to come out and they've got to give us big picture direction and not this, not this mealy mouth stuff of we're on the right track. Yeah. And that 14 and nine after they got Patrick Beverly, I mean, if you want to list your, your assets, you list your positives and say the, the defense in the second half was good. Agreed. I thought Kobe White took a step forward. I thought Patrick Williams became a, a reliable three point shooter and maybe he develops into a, a, a three and D guy. All terrific. But that that's really about it. You want to say Zach was healthy and emerged, but confront what's really going on here and and tell us how you're going to get elsewhere. They have three. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. They have three players that can maybe four if you think Dalen Terry is going to be anything, but three players that are valuable to what could be a championship team: Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams, and. I don't think and that that's in my opinion. I don't think IO would really be playing 25 minutes, 30 minutes a game on a championship team. I, I think, think he's gone I, and I think they should have dealt him. Oh, and I, I don't think even right at this stage, I don't think Caruso is a part of their championship team. We know um, at this point in his career, he would be great on a contender. I would have dealt him to the Warriors for one first round pick, let alone two. And it, I don't know. It it sucks. I just think Patrick, Kobe, and Zach are the only three players that at this stage could eventually be on a championship team with the Bulls. However, with this management, I thought that it was going to be a revolution when they came in. It's not all that different from the previous regime. That's that's what sucks. There it is. And there it is. and that 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 has been the the guiding principle of this organization for too long is embracing mediocrity. mediocrity. And I just want to say this too. They didn't even draft badly. Think about they drafted Kobe white. They drafted Larry Markinen, who's going to win most improved this year. Who's an, an all-star starter averaging whatever he did this season. At the who, moment, he's a soldier. Do you see that? Yes. He reported to base camp. In yeah. Finland. Yeah. He got a buzz cut and he took a yeah. picture of it. For but mandatory military, he, he's developing into a two into a two on a championship team, if not a one. He's mm. really good. He's close. I think he's close. If, if he can keep getting better, I don't know if he's peaked. He might have. But that being said, he's a great player. And they drafted Wendell Carter, who is taking a step forward in Orlando. They drafted Bobby Portis, who's won a championship and he had twenty some points in that first game. In the for the Bucks off the bench. Granted, it's partly because Giannis got hurt, so he had to play more minutes, which sucks. I, 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 that that would really be terrible if he's out for an extended period of time. Um, but but where's the development piece? Right, right. You, you drafted Patrick Williams. You drafted Dalen Terry. Obviously, both of them were more developmental. Patrick's developed a little bit. I would have thought that Dalen Terry being the 18th overall pick at least by the end of the season would, would have developed a little bit because he was down in the G league and yeah, he works his ass off. And, but, but it didn't seem like he mattered at all this year. I would assume came in as a second round pick. We knew he was high floor, low ceiling and he played his rookie season. If Dalen Terry's 20 picks before, before I would assume he was picked respectively. Why isn't he getting a lot of the attention? Or even in, in games against bad teams, not even throwing him in off the bench. 
to try to get him going. I think management has messed up this year, and I don't. I don't think they're. I don't think it's a big enough change from what it used to be. The that coaching, be yes, but not the not the management. It may be a consequence of of the larger picture being stuck in between. And the reason why when you don't commit to development, when you don't at the deadline say, all right, let's get the best chance we can get to keep our pick and let's play these guys to go for it, go for it, go for it. Uh, it, it it's it's a, it doubly difficult because not only are you jousting at windmills, so you're chasing something you're just not going to get you're also putting off that kind of development that you're talking about. You're putting off saying, hey, let's see. Let's see Kobe White run the point. Let's use this season developmentally. Let's see if he's worth investing in to give us some minutes at point guard. Because that's a huge question for me. And they they didn't do it because they're busy trying to feed DeMar and Vooch and using, as you say, Andre Drummond and, and these guys, and they committed to an old mediocre team and tried to squeeze the most out of it. And now they're crowing about it. That's what bugs me. The, the exact quote from AK, we looked like a 500 team, but the way we finished the season, we feel like we're on the right path. Wow. No, you're not. And, and then I'm watching a different team and then I've got a different definition of the right path. He had the gall to say we were a tough out. You didn't even make the playoffs, right? You can say you're a tough out when you, maybe you maybe you're you're a, a, a it's an eight one or a seven two, and you win three games or you win two games. That's not a tough out. You know the the movement of the goalposts for expectations this year is inexcusable to me. It's inexcusable. You can't you can't boast about all your championships and start the year and say when he said it and he said. We want to improve on our performance last year. That means win a playoff series. They won yeah. one playoff game. They were not a tough out. And this, and then, then it was, well, make the playoffs. And then it became, man, we're not going to make the playoffs. Make the play-in. And they go to the scrap heap. And they, they talk to Westbrook. And they bring in Beverly. And they kept, every time you thought there was a moment, every time, Look at the number of times we thought that it was going to spark, right? We had the code red in Minnesota. They win three. And then they fall on their face against the Rockets. They never won four in a row all year. How about in Paris? Remember Paris? That was going to be the start. Okay, here we go, Paris. And then it's, oh, we got Patrick Beverly, and look at this. And it never happened. And they keep thinking, we're on the right path. We're a tough out. It's not okay. It, it's He needs to be held accountable for this team spinning its wheels and And they didn't develop uh, they didn't develop enough and if you look at what they said after the trade deadline when they made no moves they could have blown it up i would have been happy with that if they would have added a few pieces at least they're trying to do something they did nothing and ak just said we're playing in a lot of close games that's all he said just it's unacceptable. You're an NBA front office guy. I don't know exactly what his position is. I don't want to mess it up. Exactly. But he's in charge of the team. Yep. And Mark Eversley, I guess he's second in charge, but he's the general manager. Yep. He he's nowhere to be found. And AK, the guy that he he rarely talks, is just sitting there accepting mediocrity when he said 
at one point, I don't know, it, it was prior to one season. I don't know if it was the 2021-22 season or this year. He just said we want something around along the lines of we won't accept mediocrity. We we can't do that. And yet that that's all he's doing is making excuses for a team that's going to be around 500 for the next 10 years. Well, I and think that's, that's I am so happy to be a Bears fan because it is so refreshing to see what they're doing, which is the exact opposite of the Bulls because they have a plan. They last year they completely got rid of everybody they hired a new coaching staff new gm new front office and they're they right now are doing everything right and thank god the nfl draft is in a couple weeks because i can get excited about something but it it is so annoying being a bulls fan i never thought i would have said right uh, at like at any time i would rather be a bears fan than a bulls fan but we're there right now because the yeah, bears have an exciting future they have a core they have their quarterback they have their number one guy and i know he's not locked up but contract wise but they have their number one guy they they made moves this offseason to help him to help him in his development. And they made moves in the middle of the season by changing stuff around to help his development. And the Bulls have done none of that for any of their players, except DeMar, who is the least important in that regard when it comes to development. They were all, I don't want to use a, a, a weird term here, but they were all... Mm, Careful. They were all glazing, not glazing, this isn't glazing, but... Everything was catered to what he needed on the court yep. when it should have been. He's, I think he's the secondary option. I think Levine should get the ball. I think Patrick should be involved more often. Even I think Vooch could have been a little bit more involved this season, especially when DeMar was on the floor. And it just seemed like they went in the wrong direction with development this year. They put their, they put their eggs in the wrong basket by trying to cater to DeMar all season instead of Levine and Williams and Kobe White and even Io maybe. Let me Not ask really this question. Io, but, but then the, why don't yeah. why don't we, we why don't we discuss what is increasingly becoming a popular option for the future? And that is people saying, well, hey, Kobe White, okay, he's opened our eyes the last last half of the season without question. And he's clearly an NBA player. Yes, he's he's NBA. He's one of those he's guys. One of those guys. But I want to. I think we should disabuse ourselves of the notion that right now, as of right now, he is not a regular starting NBA point guard. Not close. I'm not no. saying he, he can't get minutes there in certain matchups, and and he is his handle is better. His it looks weird in the in the playing though. But his his decision making is better. Defense. The, the the defense is better, and that's great. But the distance between even where he is now and where he would have to be to be a competitive NBA point guard in a in a pick and roll based league is 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 a huge distance. Maybe he can get there, but I just wish they could have worked it more this season to get him even further along. I am not on the same page as you. I'm okay with him being a, a little bit of a better version than Emmanuel quickly in the future. 
if he develops more because Quickly's pretty good. But if that's what he is, Quickly's one of the best contract values in basketball. Quickly's really good, and Kobe Kobe White does some very similar things, and I'm okay with that because you look at what if they take an approach to what the something similar to what the Knicks are doing. I mean, no, Julius Randle's not the best number one, but he's had a damn good season. And my good Brunson's there. I was just going to say Jalen Brunson. I thought that contract was crazy. That four years, 113 million, whatever that was. That's a value contract. Now he's a stud. So they, they have two guys that can legitimately put the ball in the basket and they have guys surrounding them. They quickly, Obi Toppin's pretty good. They have rim protection with uh, Mitchell Robinson and Jericho Sims, which the Bulls also desperately need to address. They have pieces, and they won that first game against Cleveland. I th- And they added Josh Hart at the deadline. I think New York's a, a damn good team. Do I think they're a championship team? No, but I think they can win. I, I said before the playoffs, I told – one of my friends who said Cleveland's going to wipe them. I said, I think the Knicks are going to win at least one series in, in this year's playoffs. And, and it's Tom Thibodeau. He, so it's not going to be for a lack of guarding. Right. They, they're, they're buying into that and they're a good team. All right. So you, and you, you're it, okay with Kobe white as full time. I'm, I'm totally okay with Kobe white being, Sixth man of the year guy. Well, that's different. Or so the score. I'm I'm okay with him being bench spark plug. Okay, give me yeah. Give, give me 17 points and shoot 40 percent from three. I agree with you on that. If you put him in in the 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 old Jamal Crawford, yeah. Allen Williams role, that's what that's sort of what I always have seen him doing. And but I'm he's, but he's he's taken another step in that league of guys like that. And I'm, I want him there. I don't think he's a good enough half court passer to be an NBA starting point guard. Thank you. Okay. So you don't, he's, you don't gotten, really disagree he's, with he's gotten, he's gotten better at it significantly better, but it's not quite there. I, I, I think they need a point guard point guard yep. that can be a starter, a luxury. Somebody, this would be a luxury, and the, I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to getting a guy like this. I think a, a, someone that's perfect for a team like the Bulls right now, if they're going to try to restructure somebody like Drew Holiday, who's oh, really underappreciated. So I love Drew Holiday. He's so he's the, good. He's the third best player on that team, but he's incredible. Just a a point guard, a good a good shooter. He can score the ball now. He might be and the second best he, player on that team. Middle Middleton is he, he looked good. Middleton looked pretty Middleton, good. Yeah, he's great, but 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 also don't sleep on what Brooke Lopez has done for them. No, he he just positions himself so well. He's, he's you wouldn't so think bad. he'd be a rim protector just because oh, he can't he's, jump, but he's, he's one of the best in the league. He murdered the Bulls with that stuff. I mean, they just couldn't move him. They couldn't and he would him. also just bomb thirty footers the entire time. Yeah, I mean, I, I was Grayson I Allen's, you, as much as as much as the Bulls fandom hates Grayson Allen, he's a good player. Yeah, he really is, yeah, and he's he's a scumbag, but he's a good player. So, props to him. Yeah, the, and and Rick points out that Holiday was traded for three first round picks. Yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah, so I thought I, you were I, I'm saying some. I thought some, you were gonna, I thought you were I'm say saying somebody, somebody like 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 Javon Carter. No, 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 no. No, no. I think Kobe White is way more 
of an NBA player, even NBA starter in Javon Carter. I think Javon Carter's terrible. Really? He can't shoot. Whenever he shoots it, I think he's going to miss the rim. So he's the opposite. He's he's an all right defender, but I just don't think he's very good. Opposite of Devin Booker for you then. Oh yeah, I've never seen Devin. That's my thing. I've I've never seen Devin Booker miss a jump shot in my entire life. God, he's so good. Even when he has, it doesn't register. And, and if you watch them, God, you watch some of these teams playing right now. You watch some of the stuff that team is doing, where Devin Booker isn't even involved in in in. He's not the handler. He's not the screener. He's the flare guy, or he's the weak side shooter. Yeah, because they have Kevin Durant and Chris and, Paul. Yeah, and 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 Aiden's and Aiden's pretty good, and Josh Okogie's good. Uh, it looks like Carter shot 42% from three this year. Ha. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I still think he sucks. In, in your world, he can I don't like the way the ball comes off of his hand. He jumps really high and it looks awkward. I, I don't I don't think that's sustainable. Long I don't think he's very never good. In doubt. He's also very bald for a 26 or 27-year-old. He's not 27? He might be. He came out of college late. I thought he was like 32. No, he's 27. Yeah. He's 27? Yeah. Okay, so how old? Who's the other old? Jordan McLaughlin. That's the other guy that looks like he's 100, right? He's probably like, I think he might be like 25 or 26. McLaughlin is? He, I, he hasn't been in the league a, that long. I could be wrong. Podcast. <laughs> they absolutely should. All right. That's talking about night. the Bulls depresses me. So, uh, well, I, I guess. Well, okay. One, one more thing. One more thing. Yep. Patrick Williams was fantastic in that Toronto game. Even though he only had 10 or 12 points, he he looked so good. Yeah, he was a and, dog. And those, 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 I know. But that dunk he had on Pirtle and that missed putback dunk. Oh. That, that, was, that was pretty crazy. But he, he shot pretty well that game. And I know he wasn't good against Miami. But that... I, I said I will say I said before in the uh, uh, in the episode before if ter- if they're gonna have a chance against Toronto Patrick was gonna have to be really yep, good he and he was and they won so I just want to point point that out that I was correct about that so there we go all right let's see how correct you are as we begin this round of the organization win cha- organizations oh, win God. championships college showdown it's a lot of really? syllables. So I give Jason three current NBA players. He gives me three vintage NBA players. Jason will try to build on his 55 and 17 record. And I'm sort of pulling away from the 500 mark here at 37, 32, and three. You go first. Ask I read any danger. You go first. first. Okay. So first, well, let me pull it up. We have former Kings guard Mike Woodson. Indiana. Yes. Second, we have a journeyman forward, and also for one year, a Bulls forward, or big man, I'm sorry, P.J. Brown. Okay, P.J. Brown went to Louisiana Tech. You're on one today. Okay. okay. Yes, he did. And this is this is the this is the challenging one. And finally, we have a journeyman guard. Winston Garland and the fa- and he's the father of an NBA a current NBA player that was father of Darius Garland. Yes. Winston Garland, oh, I got He went That's to Kentucky. 
No. Missouri State. Okay. Who am I thinking of? Missouri oh, oh. State. Yeah, that's that what it was, was Southwest Missouri State, right? Uh, I don't know. I the don't one think that's was the Horizon? Yeah, I don't. That, that's a good name, though. Good player. All right, two out of three. Take it. For you, I think I may have done one of these before, but I'm running out of guys. Uh, this is Kings guard Keon Ellis. Tennessee? Alabama. You haven't done him. Oh, I got him confused with Keon Johnson, I think. Well, well right. get your Keon uh, straight, young man. Yeah. Uh, Pacers forward Jordan Nuwara. Louisville? Yes. yes. And, that was tough. And Thunder forward Lindy Waters III. Oh, boy. I think you beat me today. That that This could be a first-timer. Um, he sounds like it's going to be like Nebraska or Colorado or something like that. Um, Colorado State? Ooh, Oklahoma State. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you, you sort of had the right milieu. All right. Yeah. All right, okay. well, that was good. All right, yeah, soon, you beat soon me enough. Today. Wow, one in, that was a damn big win for me. Oh, soon enough, that. we are going to be talking about draft picks that the Bulls probably won't have. So, Boy. That, so that should be fun. <laughs> do, they, do they even have a second-round pick this year? Nope. Oh, oh my God. Nope. Honestly, I would trade DeRozan for the 11th overall pick at this point. Okay. I'm down. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to say no. What? So subscribe, rate, review, enjoy, write it down, do say stuff. bullet to yourself, do whatever you have to do to, uh, what else? Do we su- subscribe, rate, review, download. download all the verbs that you do with podcasts. Do it with this one, and we'll talk to you next time.